0: Hey guys, Amir Ryder here with my guest, Alex Ali on the Cloud9 Podcast. Alex, what's going on, man?
1: Hey man, yeah, all good, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Um, mm-hmm. It's a bit, of a bit of a strange setup at the moment. We're both, it looks like you're in an office and I'm, I'm in my home, but uh That's like the first time yeah. I've been
0: in an office in a long time, so don't take it, don't take it. <laughs> I've, been, I've been in the home for quite some time. Um, but for, 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 for my guests who don't know you, Alex is the CEO of ReachDesk, right? Um, and he is a, what is in
1: London right now? the moment i'm in london I, I before the pandemic i'd spread my time between london and new york um we've got a, a team out in new york actually that's where our head office is but yeah right now i'm based in london i'm desperate to get back to the states
0: yeah well you'll we'll get back and, and then you'll go back to london and you'll, and you'll go around i tried telling you to come to columbia that was that was pre pre-podcast see if you can get you down here um before we jump into it it'd be great to like I like starting off these, these com- uh, conversations with a random fact about you that nobody can tell by doing research on LinkedIn. Um, what do you have to share with us, Alex?
1: Random facts about me. I'm a twin, so there's another version of me.
0: Has he ever stood into a meeting for you as a, cop, uh, as a, a double?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish it would be so good. Uh, we're, not, we're actually not identical twins, um, so, so we don't look exactly the same – I would love to be able to just like throw the ball over his way every now and again, take a couple okay. of days off. You know, running a business is is tough, as I'm sure you know, and occasionally you just want a bit of a breather. But uh yeah, I think the reason I mention that is because like, growing up with someone who literally is born the same the same time as you and being just, just being a twin has actually made me Quite a competitive person, but in quite a healthy way. Yeah. Um, but it's always sort of made me push and push and push. But it's also meant that I've got a counterpart there all, all, all the way, and he's he's sort of my best mate as well. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it always surprises people. Don't ask me. Don't ask me the question like if I punch him, will Who's I missing? feel the pain? Nah, I'm just kidding. Who was born first? Right. He was born 15 minutes before me.
0: You guys are trading blows. Exactly. What's the favorite sport that you guys compete against each other with? Is that one sport,
1: one sport. Oh, it's not gonna be a very popular one because it's cricket. Like uh, no, no one gets cricket. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so so probably cricket. Um but yeah, we a- any sport, you like the biggest battles have been like over a tennis court or in football or in rugby or running, you name it. We we've 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 had a competition and, I have and it's always brothers and
0: we're in a competition that they don't know about. Um <laughs> it's, it's called a success competition. They they put a lot of pressure on me by just being great, you know, mentors and leaders and I kind of take it on myself. They're like, they're my brothers. So I need to be able to do X, Y, Z. They don't know it's existing and there's no competition with me. <laughs> it's, it's a personal thing, but you know, I, you know, I, I get the idea of competition, right? Sales, reach desk, you know, you're here, you know, I don't want to name your why. I'm gonna ask you the why, but I, I, it's, it's definitely for helping leaders like myself get, better results on their marketing campaigns, but look at how, you know, why you founded Reachdesk, what was like that moment where you're like, this is needed in the market, I'm fixing a problem. I'd love to hear about that.
1: Yeah, sure, it's a really good question. It was about three and a half, yeah, three and a half years ago. Um, I've been uh, in software sales for the best part of like 10 years, right? And I've been part of hyper growth businesses, I was an SDR then I was an account executive and I started running a sales team and then I went back to being an account executive again because I wanted to get in the trenches. Over the years, you know, when I first started, I could pick up the phone all the time and I could just dial, that's all I did. I didn't do anything else. I didn't do cold emails. Just, just like, there's your list, just call. And I loved it and I, you know, people had desk phones. I could just, I'd be like, if I made a hundred dials, I could probably speak to like 25 people yeah. like, straight away. But it was easy. So I just like numbers, inputs, inputs, got to train, cold calling, like the hardcore way of doing things. Um, that's how I started. Right? But then as, as sales evolved, but like we started adding sequencing tools, like outreaches and sales lofts and grooves and yeswares and those kinds of things. And then social selling really came in. So like we've kind of got this multi-channel layer of, of, of so many communications that we want to use. And actually what that's led to is like, this real digital fatigue. And I remember I was an AE, and um, I, I, we're actually starting to struggle. We're not booking the meetings we need to as much and like, you'll know this better than anyone because that's, that's what your business is all based on. Um, and I remember sitting down with like, some of the other account executives and one of them was like, why don't we send people stuff? And I was like, are you mad? Really? And then actually we were thinking about it, I was like, yeah, you know what? We've got like these key triggers in our sales process that when we're trying to sell something, we were selling um, like enterprise software to CMOs, like within retail, e-commerce, travel, finance. And one of the key triggers for us was when a CMO got hired into a new organization. So they'd rip everything out and like they'd start again. They want to rebuild their whole tech yeah. stack. And that used to be a key trigger. And on, on LinkedIn, everyone was going, hey, congrats on the new job. And they'd try and connect with them and send them emails. But what we did is we started sending them like these congrats bundles that landed on their desk. Right? And so when we started doing that, our ISTR started getting inbounded. And am sorry, I've got a dog here. I'm just going to let her out. Let her. Um, there you go. And so basically, yeah, our, our SDRs. Like, I remember, I remember the day that that happened. It was in like a week of us starting this, right? And uh, the SDRs, Charlie, came up to me, and he kind of looked like he'd seen a ghost. And I was like, "Hey, man, what's up?" He's like, "You know, that account we've been trying to get into for like six months, the CMO just called me. I'm like, what? She called you?" He's like, "Yeah, you know, that gift box we sent her was that like really personalised and custom to her, yeah. Like, great, this whole experience. She wants to come up to Manchester tomorrow because they're starting this RFP." And like, she wants to get us in first. And we, and we closed this deal, right? And, we're like, well, hang, hang on a second, so we started doing more of it. And then it, everything just broke. It was just a mess. Because we were starting to do like, I'd literally get my credit card and I'd give it to the, the, the rest of the team and they'd go out and go on shopping trips and we'd create all these, cool stuff but then they spend ages in standing in the post office queue they spent like hours writing out notes and packing boxes and they weren't doing any of the emailing the calling the social setting they weren't following up they didn't okay. know when to follow up and then our marketing director it worked right which couldn't scale it and our marketing director was like you guys have got to stop this this is madness absolute madness and then that was when I was talking to my old colleagues at my previous company and they were like yeah we're doing the same man we're doing the same it's working it's just a mess we can't track it within the ROI. So we're like, why don't we solve that problem for ourselves? And Genuinely, that's where it was born. So we integrated it into outreach and sales loft, Salesforce, HubSpot, all these systems. Now you can scale it and just do it. Bam, click, go. And that's, that's where it was born out of. I love like a
0: lot of things you've said. Uh, the first thing that sticks out to me is uh, you were an SDR, right? And, and I'm hiring and training hundreds of SDRs and, and, and I tell them, that hey, right, like they see me, me a writer, a CEO of Cloud Task, right? And a lot of people don't see the thousands of nodes and failures that we've received to get to where we've gotten to. And I'm a strong believer that SDRs are future leaders, right? So guys, like here, here you go, like like Alex started as an SDR, right? He's now the CEO of a company with a Series A, like a successful organization. And it started by a hard work ethic and 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 loving to pick the phones because the phones are not that they're back, right? Okay. Um, secondly, it, it's what's great about what you said was also that you fixed the problem that you experienced. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can relate to that. Right. Because when I was a early entrepreneur, I struggled training and hiring people. Right. And that was my why of building cloud tasks. So it, for me, it's, it's, it's when you can fix your own problem. Right. It's like validating your your, your own needs. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and what you're doing is, and essentially, it's done for you, right? It's a done for you service, right? Because like, why are we sending gifts? We're doing it for Pipeline, right? Why are we doing it? We're doing it for Pipeline, right? So so it's exciting when a leader like yourself sees a problem that he experienced himself, tests the market, and then fixes that problem with a with a platform that's just kind of logical, right? Like, like for me, I have received a book and it was called something about digital transformation and it was handwritten inside. And I literally, because I was look, I wasn't qualified. I wasn't like in the market for it, but I like reached out to the guy and gave him time. I was like, you just deserve my time because you gave me something of value. You didn't take from me, right? And I think when you're getting an email that you don't want or a message you don't want that has no context, it's about them. It's like, hey, I've done so much, blah, 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 blah. You're taking from somebody, right? When you're giving something... That is a thoughtful gift, a book that maybe can help them. A book that, you know, maybe I don't need that book. Maybe I can give it to an employee that likes that book, right? It, it's it's a way of pattern interrupt in a way, right? Like, stop doing what everyone else is doing. You know what I mean? And everyone's sequencing, right? Everyone's just spraying and praying and praying. And when you take that time to, to personalize, you get amazing results. And, and for me, being a receiver of personal gifts and knowing how I acted to them, I'm rude on the phone, right? Like, I'm like, you call me, I'm like, I'm like what do you need? Like, I'm in a meeting, you know, I'm usually like, why'd you answer, I'm like, I just do, right? Um, it's, it's, it's exciting, because I, I, for me, I love speaking with people where I'm actually going to use your service and product, right? And it was listening, like, I, I, like I don't I currently use reach desk, um, but for me, sending a personalized gift into workflow has always been logical. The same way SMS is logical, maybe WhatsApp, Instagram, so, you know, I'm excited to use your tool, um, because frankly, for us, our happiest clients are very large, right? Cause we have big teams, Right. So it's also, you know, when do you send gifts, right? Like probably not going to send a gift for someone who's got, uh, you know, a free subscription model, but for something that's really significant, that could be a very big opportunity. or deal, like it just makes a lot of sense. And I feel like a lot of people out there are, are missing this, this opportunity. Um, look, what do you see right now in the market? Are people, are they, are they saying no, that won't work? Or are they like, yes, this works? Or are they are they ready? Is it like, what's the adoption curve um, looking like when it comes to a platform like yours?
1: Yeah, and the adoption curve, like, <clears throat> I look at it in the bell curve format, right? And we're, we're it's very much on the up at the moment. We're not at the top of it um, right now. The the biggest question for businesses is like, does that even work in a remote world? Because right? one of the one of the challenges is like me right now, I'm working from home. So the discipline before was, I'm gonna send uh, Amir a gift that's gonna go straight to his office, right? And it would just land on your desk. But now, we don't know where the hell people are working. And that actually, that was a problem for us at the beginning of the pandemic, by the way. I, we'll talk about that later yeah. if you want, because it was a pretty scary, pretty scary time. Um, but the biggest question now is, 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 it, is it possible? And yeah, 100% is. You just gotta be really smart about it. And if anything, our business has grown, it's actually grown 800 percent this year because there's this longing and this desire not just to focus on the digital channels and to have that physical, that tactical oh, yeah. communication.
0: Yeah, I agree. Like I've had some uh, people you reached out to where you ask for a Zoom meeting, they're like, I'm at the point of my career where like I don't need to do Zoom. You want to meet with me? You're gonna fly and meet with me, right? And and, mm. and it's like a pushback to that those days, which is great. But if there's there's I guess there's definitely something, something valuable about a personalized gift. Um, it, it makes logical sense. How did you overcome the issue of people not being in the office? Did you request for address? I think in reality, I think you could reach out to someone and be like, hey, I love, would love your attention before that. Is there somewhere I could send you something Just like a personalized gift? Like I probably would like, give my address just like see what you send me, you know, like creates curiosity or is that something you're getting from Zoom info? Like how are you finding what these people are?
1: Oh. Uh... So should, should I go back to the very beginning as to what actually happened?
0: Sure.
1: So I was in I our, our New York office.
0: I want to do it, so I need to. Know, I need to know how to answer these questions. Right? <laughs> well, <laughs> look. You, you
1: know? yeah, well, let, let, let's let's go back to yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's go back to the the way we kind of solved it. As I said, so I was in our New York office, right? And before it was easy. You just like you have an office address. It would be stored in your CRM. It's publicly available data, by the way. It's so easy to find. Right. it's usually on someone's website it's in zoom info database whatever you're using it's already there so i just click send and go surprise like, and delight would act a bit better because someone front desk would say hey, you got some post or someone drop on your desk there you go bam right and then what would happen with our system is the sender would receive a notification saying your gift has arrived and this is the important bit follow up right 76 percent of the time the recipient will not like you did to that person who sent you that book they won't just follow up so Three quarters of the time, you've, you've got to call them, right? And so it's, it's the timeliness. But um, the problem we had was back in March of this year, the world kind of went upside down. Yeah. And everyone started working from home. And I was on a plane back from New York, going back to London, being like, okay, I think our business is dead. I think, I think we're about to go under, because the whole business is about sending to people's offices, and that's how the discipline works. And um, a couple of gin and later, I was like, no, 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 Alex, it's, it's okay. It's all right. All we need to do is figure out a way of people to say, yes, I want something. And it's not actually that big a problem to solve because in this, in, everyone was talking at the beginning, like, we're going to do all these webinars. That was the problem because everyone was focused on digital webinars. And then after about a month, it was like, enough of the webinars. We need something else. We need something else. And all of our customers were like, we just need a means to say, hey, we want to send you something. Yes. So we built an address confirmation system which said, Alex from Reach Desk wants to send you a gift. We think this is your office address. If it's not, enter the address you want to send it to. And then immediately, bam, we were back in business. Right. So, so we just built that and then we built this custom send portal thing. So it's kind of like a landing page with, like, you can put videos in it, your content, meeting bookers and little forms saying, hey, look, book a meeting and we'll, we'll, send, it, we'll send you a gift or something. Yeah. Or it could be the opposite. We're going to send you one anyway like let's just do it right and so that started working and then we started adding digital gifting so we added like a thousand e-gifts so i can send you a virtual coffee hey you know what before the meeting later looking forward to speaking to you later by the way here's a coffee on me and we were seeing our customers they had they're having like some of them had like a 30 40 drop off rate before a discovery call people are like, i'm too busy i'm in zoom meetings all the time yeah and then they would say hey here's a starbucks on me right go and go and treat yourself to a starbucks and then they're, they're, they're um, their drop-off yeah, rate I reduced,
0: right? I'm a, I'm a sucker for a, a gift. Card. I'm gonna ask you for some free stuff
1: too. Right? Yeah, I'll send you some stuff, man. That's not a problem. Um, but yeah, so it was just about solving that that small problem. Like, how do you just redirect stuff? And, well, and hey, but you know what?
0: Everything role. you're doing there is not um, what everyone's doing. It's not here's my here are my features and benefits. Book 15 minutes on my calendar, right? <laughs> it's, it's different. It's unique. and I think what's interesting is that you're using your own service to grow your business, right? Similar to how we use mm-hmm. our own business. Yeah. Services. And you're, you're doing a lot with marketing and sales. And I IT. think it's cool because they kind of want to experience you know, your product, right? So I think part of your actual sales process is that experiencing, it, right? They almost want to be like, hey, I want to fill this out. I want to see the skill. I want to see how I feel, right? How do I feel when I get the skill? Because it gives them an idea, almost like a test drive, to say, how would my client feel? right, if, if they were receiving that gift, right? And that's kind mm. of also important for us at CloudFast when we reach out, like we, we're, we're almost like, hey, like, hey, Alex, like, you know, and you're, 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 you're like, I catch you on the phone, and it's like, well, if someone like myself is calling you, you know, and asking for time, could we a pipeline, right? And maybe the answer is yes, and that's why we should have an awareness conversation. So it's like, you're almost showcasing your power, right? Um, which, is, which is nice, you know? Um, do you think that for other industries that might be a little different, like not selling to marketing, that they have to be a little more creative? Or or yeah. you know, a, 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 a more of a statistic thing where you know it's a fifty percent filling it out and forty percent filling it
1: out? Yeah, it was interesting, right? Because a lot of our customers are like cybersecurity companies. Um, yeah, we work with with mainly like mid to large enterprises. We also work with quite small businesses. So some of our um our customers were selling to like CIOs, CTOs, yeah. Uh, C- Right, who initially they're like, dude, this isn't going to work. No one wants this. No one wants this. And then actually the adoption was the same. We're, okay. we're still all humans, right? And The point here is the moment you treat someone as a lead, they'll feel like you're treating them like a lead. The okay. moment you treat them like a human, it doesn't matter what their job title is or what they do. This really simple principle. Show me, you know me. right? And if you can do that with any individual, they will reciprocate with the most valuable thing which is their time. I there's agree. No, there, there is no difference. And
0: I think it's the like was saying, Your time is valuable. and I know it is. I just wanted, to, before you even ask me for your time, I kind of wanted to send you something as a, a token of my appreciation. You know, and it doesn't even mean that you have to take time with do it. Maybe after you get it, you can, you can maybe think about meeting. You know, I, I feel like being so straightforward and polite is like the way to go. You know, I think everybody understands that you your job, right? There's nothing. You should never be embarrassed about working your butt off, right? You should be proud. In fact. 99% of the jobs that exist that are not sales related are created by the effort of their sales team. Right? So mm-hmm. it's like one of those things where like, it's, like, oh, you know, I'm getting annoyed, but then we have like, well, you know, ounce is working spot off, Chris of working spot off. And I think, you know, when we get away from that, you know, you only time for some reason and we start being very polite, giving before getting is the same concept as, you know, helping to get right. Like something like, and that's it just, that world's not going anywhere. If that makes sense. and I think. You know, what's exciting for organizations like yours is that account based marketing, account based sales, they, they kind of paved the way for the understanding that, like, hey, there's multiple buyers in the buyer cycle, there's different messages to say. But it's also like it's created a it's harder to get through with these digital channels, like you said, right? Like they are just grounded, right? Like, how many times do I receive emails? All the time. Right? How many times do I receive gifts? Never. That one gift still stuck in my head. Right, Like it really has, like I still have the book, you know, and like, you know, it's just, it, it's such an impactful thing. Like I, I, for me, even having this podcast between you and I, like I'm excited to actually send gifts because I've been like telling people to do this for a while. I just had not had it right? And you solve that bandwidth problem because it's really just as easy as putting it in my HubSpot and having a workflow that says send a gift, right? Um, so it's like, for me, I get excited when leaders like yourself create a solution helps fix issues that relate to myself and to my clients, right? Because I kind of want to use it. Um, because people look at us for that. They want strategy, and they want data, right? And they want to know. Like I asked that question about how. Like what happens if someone to me goes, and I go to them. I'm like, oh, you guys have an enterprise product. You should send them gifts. And they're like, well, Mirror we're sending it to a procurement guy, right? Like he's not a marketing guy. Like I want to be able to say that, like, hey, we're close with Alex. that we see the data is no different. You know what I mean? Because people want to know, like facts, right? It's like it's like show me that it works kind of thing, you know, not 100 certainty. Um, and it's, it's exciting that you know you're. It's good that you're using your own product, and I, and I hope that maybe you do somewhere like publish this data, right? But I think the world needs a lot of education because the problem with leaders and laggards, right, in curve is that like you know it's they're always waiting for that confirmation, and and it's the people who adopt first. And if I had to guess, I would say like two percent of companies are doing this. Like what what, what percent? of actualizations have adopted this as part of the strategy. You have, like, you, you give me a ballpark of what you
1: think. Yeah. So the 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 data that we've looked into, there's about six percent of businesses that actually use like gifting as part of a strategy for like sales and marketing. In terms of the businesses that have actually adopted it with with the technology to support it, it's like less than one percent. Wow. Yeah, right. so, so if so, you're a VP of
0: sales uh, or sales leader, a marketing as CEO to drive your pipeline next year, like what is the downside of sending 50 gifts and testing results?
1: There, there is no downside, honestly. There's, there's, there's no downside to it. Um, it, 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 it. As I said to you before, it doesn't boil down to like, oh, we sell to these personas and they're going to be really serious. It's like you just need to build the strategy first, and it's got to complement things. I actually wrote a playbook on this, so if anyone watching, just go to reachdesk.com you can download it for free. It's a sales development playbook using gifting, and it just takes you through like a framework that you can use it. The way people go wrong is they go like, hey, I'm gonna send someone a water bottle. That's gonna book me a meeting. It's like, I've got, I've got a water bottle. Thanks very much. I like diaries, well, someone... like <laughs> things like <me. laughs> Yeah, exactly, stuff you can use, right? But it's not about the water bottle. What people do is they just send stuff. I'm gonna send like, uh, Whatever, hoping that's going to work in, in, in return. And they don't think about the strategy of when to send, what the message looks like, when to follow up. And when you get that right, that's where it works. If you're just sending for the sake of sending to add another channel, you may as well just send twice as many emails. Send with intent. Everything should be with purpose, right? And it also
0: starts with actually helping the right prop person, right? Like you are not able, someone's not by qualified, I mean, that's the words you got money, right? I'm when I say qualified, like, we can actually help you. That's what it mm-hmm. starts with, right? Like the right person, the right time, and the right gift, the right trigger, right? And that's, and that's the cool part is that it's a constant experiment. It gets boring, right? It's always changing, right? People think yeah. that like you're going to get the magic bullet. If you're not, you know, you're going to shift the stuff around. You're going to test it. What worked with one person might work over the next, right? It might be they need 20 emails, a phone call, and that's a push, a shove, and a gift to talk to you, or they might need a gift from day one. You never really know, right? And it's like, it's like, always changing. for me, that's what's exciting about sales. Every day it's a new experiment every month, right? Um, what is the craziest gift that
1: you've seen somebody send? Oh my word, what's the craziest thing? Uh, well, I've got a good friend of mine, Stu Hynek. He's the author of one of my favorite books of all time. It's called How to Get a Meeting with Anyone. I don't know if you've read it. If you haven't, go and read it. It's, it's one of the things that inspired me to start this business and to start using this channel. But I've seen, I've seen stuff like people sending like engraved swords that are worth like a thousand bucks each. And like you'd send it and it's got like the person's name engraved on it and the message is always really key. It's like it was sent by a turnaround specialist. So someone who would go into a business and like turn the whole business around when it's struggling. But like, hey, look, you need warriors who are ready to fight for the business. Uh, if you want to discuss over a meeting that how I, I, how I can help your company, like... Keep this sword anyway but i'm the turnaround specialist and i'm the real deal and here, here's the weapons i'm going to use and it has like samurai, the formula samurai
0: sword. yeah 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 exactly can i send an agreed samurai sword to your chest?
1: not yet okay one day <laughs> um but like that, that like that's an extreme one right it doesn't even have to be right, I, expensive right the, the the things that work really well for me and i still do this is um well it was it was a bit of a cheat because in my last business our chief strategy officer wrote a book and it was all you know, marketing technology. It's all about personalization and AI. And the book was called um, Make It About Me, right? So the concept was make it about me and, and I'll buy it. If you make everything about your customer and you personalize to them, then uh, there'll be a higher likelihood than them wanting to stay and loyalty and all that. So what we did is we just literally reprinted the book cover and I would just put like, reprint it with your name. We had a printer in the office. I just put, make it about Amir. Right, and I'd send you a book with a handwritten note. And it's like, this, this book will change the way that you will approach like, your omni-channel marketing. And it got like, like, close to 100% response rate. And it was like 15 quid a cent, right? Not expensive. Um, sometimes it could just be that simple handwritten note that you just send after a, you met someone at an event. And it's got a little QR code at the bottom. Saying, look, here's what we discussed. Loved meeting you. If you want to book in a meeting with me here, just scan this code and, you, and you'll, it'll load up my calendar." Doesn't yeah. need to be expensive. Just be think outside the box. Just, get creative. No, no. I,
0: I, you know, I, I'm, I'm having trouble right now because I'm like wanting to send stuff because like, I, I was obsessed with pipeline and I just think like I'm shocked that you know we've sent like you know we're also we were a bootstrap company in the beginning so we 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 forgot that we we hold that we held on to those those frugal roots you know, um but like for me now I'm thinking like wow like I could be like sending like printed out leads to people right you know like things that are helpful and like giving them like, stuff that actually helps their job and like if i received that like i wouldn't meet with me right like that's just my head is yeah. spinning right now with like ideas um uh, about how to actually use your platform because frankly i'm obsessed with pipeline and and for me i just see so many different i'm shocked that less than one percent are doing it because it to me it seems like no brand But even needing right so it's 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 almost as if like it's one of those things that seems so obvious that people think everyone's doing it already, they're not, right? It's like, it's like if, if I told you that sending something of personalization would increase the chance of, of meeting yes or no, you like, yes, it's logical, right? It's not, it's not like can we make to Mars in a spaceship that was made out of this material. It's, it's pretty much a given that people would appreciate that more than a bothering email, right? But yet, people don't adopt it. Do you think the adoption, failure to adopt has to do with leadership not giving budgets or is it a belief that doesn't work or is it a belief that everyone's already doing it so that I'm late to party? Like what, why is it less than 1%? It,
1: I don't think it's the final one. Part of it is market maturity. right? Um, businesses are still getting to the stage of, well, particularly now, digital transformation is something you alluded to earlier. How do we make things more efficient. So how do we take what we're already doing and make it more efficient? Sales engagement, for example. How do we implement an, an outreach or a sales loft tool so we can get more out of our reps? But actually, they don't think about what the customer feels, right? It's just more and more emails, more and more. Like, I love sequencing tools, but they've got to be used correctly. Um, that, that, that's part of it, as I said, right now, businesses are like, can you even do it in a remote world? So it's down to us to, to educate people. But Ultimately this channel died 20 years ago. It used to be back in the 60s 70s. Everyone used mail So this is this is the oldest marketing channel of them all Thousands of years old this was before we even had electricity people used to send mail So it's it's actually the channel that's been around the longest we actually have almost the most data on it It's just not recorded what happened back in dot-com bubble when that burst was Think of the likes of the Marketo's and the Hubspots of the world that started to appear, and it allowed us to automate more, to send out more digital communications, and yeah. therefore mail actually died, and now it's having the resurgence. The revolution is coming back, and now we're seeing the adoption. You know, this time.
0: Never learned yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Uh, but you know, two years ago, there there wasn't really such a thing as a sending platform, right? and you know, we're not the only one in the world, but we're part of the, the revolution that's growing and all the other competitors in our industry. Hats off to them because they're helping us grow the awareness. Um, in I industry. agree, what I see my going?
0: competitors as colleagues are all, we're all literally just trying to help push results and reinvest our product into our product and service, right?
1: Which is- 100%. We
0: have similar whys, you know? Um, um, and so your, your product also works with HubSpot, Salesforce, Outreach, any other platforms that people use that, that they're familiar yeah, with.
1: Yeah, we're, we're always building on them, like Eloqua, Marketo, Sales Loft Outreach. Look, Salesforce next our you know, platform. They have a platform launch in January. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Well, we should we should talk a whole about different that. conversation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, like we have integrated it with the main tools what we're really looking to do next is how do you really knit it in with intent data platforms and HR systems as well, customer success, right? It's not just yeah, about- Yeah, we all have
0: to be automated, right? I, I, I could even picture like, I, like our platform for customer success and like one of the, one of the things is, is like knowing when your POC leaves a new one, it could automatically trigger a gift being like, hey, I'm your new rep, right? Um, which makes a lot of sense if you're dealing with a very high ACV, like. Maybe you're not going to send that for somebody who pays 50 bucks a year for like a Grammarly license, right? But no. at the same time, it, it, if there's other choices and other options, and someone's shipping with FedEx versus UPS and it's a million dollar account, like that makes sense, right? And, and you can start automating and, and making these decisions, which is cool. Like, like it's an it, it's, it's exciting future, I think, because I think we're going to get away from uh, the last 10 years, as you mentioned, like the people that were hardly phones and they were like kind of hiding behind automation sequences while these seeds funded money and companies are really just focused on growth rates, not the fact that like, Hey, there's SDRs are like just sending sequences. Right. But mm-hmm. I think that the shift now is going to really bring back a push to expertise in sales and to, to thoughtful prospecting, right. And, and, and to, uh, outreach with a, with a purpose, right. And, 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 and the plan, I And mean, it's interesting because you mentioned like it's an old channel and it doesn't have to be a new channel to work. Right. Like it just has to work. In fact, these channels are existing and where everyone, it's like a club, right? Like if everybody goes to one club, eventually they go to the next club. And then it's like, it's like, it's a, it, it's a normal cycle, right? And, and you're just literally being like, Hey, the cycle's back. Not only is it back, but now that all these new tools exist, we made it work in with these tool stacks so that you can automate these processes with these flows, right? You can even go as far as like having a text message or workflow going after 10 days, like just want to make sure you got my gift Let I me mean, know what you think. Right. Um, which is exciting because you'll be very thoughtful about the cadence and the strategy that you're talking about, right? And, and it's just, I, I hope that we get away from the—the the, I hope we get away from the, the days of measuring meetings and start measuring revenue and engagement, right? Because you might send a gift to somebody who never becomes your client because you can't help them, and if you can't help them, they shouldn't become a client. But they appreciate it and they refer you to somebody else because you engage with them and you made friendships right and, and you know them so something like you and i right like like if i didn't use each desk you're not using cloud desk but like we know each other's wise and we're able to share it right but if we were looking at everything like was it qualified was it a pipeline did they book a meeting it's not about that becomes it doesn't become about the client it's really just about us and these metrics that we think are part of our success but they're not right i think professional dialogue and, and, and hard work and, and just appreciation is like to back to the back to the good old days, right, where we used the phones, and I still have phones too, which is fun. Um, which is exciting, because I think the, I think this year is gonna really weed out a lot of the poorly written sequences and organizations that have really not thoughtfully gone to market, right? And then we're gonna have a shift back to quality. And and for me, reach desk was part of that, right? Like, why am I messaging, why am I messaging thousands of good Like, it should be very specific, right? People like, no, I can help thoughtful message um we always think that quantity equals quali- uh, quality Quantity is is like it's the number some game and maybe it is right if you are zoom and you're trying to get millions of users but for most businesses it's not right for most businesses it's about a, a, a long relationship with a service product right that's the majority of business so yeah for me i'm pumped with using your, your platform um what's next for reach best like, what's your if you don't let ask what's like Priority number
1: one, 2020, if you can share. Yeah, look, there's one thing I can't share too much because um, it, it's still uh, like a work in progress and it's gonna be very exciting. Um, for us, like we're, you know, we started in London, UK offering, then we grew up through Europe, and then all of our customers are like, we need you in the US, then we went to Australia, and then New Zealand, they were growing out in Apex. So it's, For us, a lot of it is like the service offering right how do how do we make sure that this is really a truly global offering because that, yeah. that's the that's the really key thing and we're 90% of the way there at the moment that's that's been the hardest part but we we're, we're nearly there after that everything for us is about experience we won't just be a direct mail tool i don't think we'll be just how do we elevate the experience how do you build video into that how do you do more cool things that make you into an omnichannel provider because ultimately that's what the customer wants they don't just want it to be a single shot in the dark, which is, bang, there's a direct melee. It's like, how do you really knit that together? And after that, that's when it's going to get really exciting, but I can't share that just yet. I like I, You know,
0: I like what you're doing. I'm, I'm, I'm a, a big advocate of business development. Um, for anybody who wants to reach out to you, learn more about, you know, what, what cadences you're using for success, learn more about just conversion rates, like becoming a user of reach desk, where can they find? How can they connect? Yeah, you? look.
1: We, we, we make all our content publicly available. There's like a sales development playbook that we've done, which has sequences and examples on what the messaging should look like and personas and, and campaigns and just like my mad ideas that I just wanted to put out there. So just find that on reachdesk.com. You can just download it for free. Your mad ideas is you're mad
0: because you, um, yeah, you pick up the phone, right? I, I, I mean, with a lot of sales leaders that are more technology-based, <laughs> never sold. Uh, for me, the fact that, you know, you pick the phone, you're passionate, you learn the rights, have those, mad ideas and really aren't mad if I work really well and I'm probably going to follow them. <laughs> hopefully after uh, quite some time of using a product and maybe you have to pick your brain and, and and share with you what I found out and continue to push the because I love that for me you know I want to I don't want to recreate the wheel I'm learning to learn and experiment from what you haven't experimented right and, and hey, now, this is what work in this sector uh, cause excitingly, Like we work with so many different verticals that hopefully we you some big data and that data can then again, help everyone. It's all about helping. I won't get to my goal as a leader without helping. You want to get goal? Anyone listening to this call, like if you put yourself first, those days are done. You're a VP of sales, put your employees' careers first, right? Your CEO, put your customers first. Because if you don't, there's no, there's no room for that anymore. It doesn't exist. So Alex, I do appreciate you coming on the Cloud9 Podcast. This has been awesome. Uh, I'm more excited to use your tool. Uh, I would say like, I, you know, maybe on the podcast, maybe like 1% I actually use. Um, but this has been something that's been on my mind ever since I received that book. you know, <laughs> like, thank you all, man. um, thank you again for coming on, man. This has been awesome. It's been, it's been great chatting with you. Today.
1: Mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. You
0: got it, man. Have a good one. Do. Bye.
1: Bye.